you're listening to Talking Travel and Sally Lucas, we are going to the Dark Continent today. It's always been known that, hasn't it, Jane? And we're very lucky to have with us today Wayne Hamilton, who is the manager of Swagman Tours, which is a company that offers a wide range of travel options going to the wonderful African continent. And I thought we'd discuss with him today the different types of travel you can do within that continent, being such a huge continent as we know. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Sally. How are you today? Welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. And of course, it is such a huge continent, isn't it? The second largest with 57 countries in it. And um, they say the smallest is Seychelles, which is really a group of islands. But I guess the mainland's smallest is, I think, Gambia or Eritrea. They're all pretty tiny, some of those, aren't they? Um, all up in that western side, absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, it's got so many protected areas, marine protected areas, wetland reserves, and of course, the wonderful wildlife. So I might let you just sort of let us know how passionate you are about this part of the world and what we can do probably to start with in the southern part of Africa. Excellent. Thanks, Sally. We've been sending travellers to Africa for over 20 years now, and I think for anyone considering the continent, the biggest thing is what type of travel does one undertake? There are a number of different options that, that one can choose from, from standard camping right up to luxury travel in, in five-star lodges and hotels. And as you mentioned, Southern Africa is always a great place to start with such diversity. It has. And of course, we all are, I guess, familiar with Kruger National Park being the largest game park. And I mean, when I went there, it's quite some time ago, but it's evolved so much more since then that you've got like reserves within reserves, you know. So within Kruger Park now, you do have other private game reserves as well. Absolutely. And look, I think a, a visit to Southern Africa wouldn't be the same without a visit to either Kruger Park proper, as you say, or mm. bordering the Kruger Park with some of the more luxurious private options. Certainly, that's where you're going to get your taste of your big five wildlife and a, a little bit of sense of how Africa used to be, a little bit of wilderness area. And I think we uh, have a great affinity with that. I know when I went there, I found that the, um, you know, the, the countryside, I had the feel of the place was very much like Australia in lots of ways as well, even though our wildlife, of course, is different. But, you know, we all love our coastal areas. We love our, our nature reserves. And we've also got desert, which, of course, with Namibia and so on, you're going to such a vastly different type of uh, area, aren't you, in, within South Africa? You've got so many diversities, you've got, you know, wetlands, you've got desert, you've got coastal, you know, so the, there's a wonderful diversity there. Well, this is right. And, and, and I think that's why most people on their first trip will choose Southern Africa, because it is so similar to Australia, but yet at the same time, completely different. I mean, you know, you, apart from the Kruger Park, you have so many must-dos that you need to tick off your list. Of course. Uh, um, certainly Cape Town. Yes, I agree. Is a, you know, is a city uh, with the beautiful uh, Table Mountain in the background, mm -hmm. lovely wineries. I yes. like to tell people that South Africa has the second best wines uh, next to Australia. <laughs> um, you know, you have the wonderful garden route, beaches, wilderness yes. areas, hiking, and we're still just in South Africa. And, of course, you've got wonderful rail journeys, which South Africa is famous for as well, with the Blue Train and Shongololo Express and Rovos Rail. And so there's a lot of options there. If people don't want to do a, a tour the whole time they're there, they can opt to do a rail journey for part of it or even self-drive. 
Well, th- this is the beauty again with this area. Uh, the roads are very easy to navigate. All signs are in English. Or, as you say, you can uh, sit back and take uh, anywhere from a 28-hour right up to a 15-day rail journey throughout the area, which gives you a different perspective on uh, on the country that you're visiting. And also on that garden route you mentioned, I remember visiting Oatsorn with the ostrich farm and watching ostrich races. That was quite fascinating as well. Absolutely, yeah. Just, just to... Just to differ things on a holiday, you can actually ride an ostrich now yourself oh, can you in that really? area. You can wow. ride an ostrich, you can walk with cheetahs, you can uh, have an elephant back safari, so there's a lot of diversity from what was just a traditional holiday. Yes, it has changed a lot, hasn't it, Wayne? And also you've got volunteering now as well, haven't you, where you can help out in either orphanage or animal, you know, centres or, you know, so there's a range of different, you know, if you feel like wanting to be, you know, give, give something of yourself, that that's another nice thing to do as well. Well, that's right. We find this a popular option, particularly with younger people. Yes. They'll undertake some type of safari or, or lengthy duration journey in southern Africa, and then they'll spend a couple of weeks volunteering at the end, either, as you say, at an orphanage. Mm. Um, they have various game reserves. You can even be a veterinary assistant, yes. uh, which your animals are a little bit more than a dog and a cat, though. Right now, we're talking travel, Sally Lucas and I, and Sally, we're also talking with Wayne Hamilton, and it's all about Africa. All about Africa today, and I think it's... I'm enjoying talking about Africa today. I haven't been there for such a long time, and I'm actually planning on going there next year, so it's great to be able to chat to Wayne and just get me all fired up. Wayne, how's it going? Good, good. Sally, if if I may, yeah. bef- before we get into some highlights of the rest of the continent, I'd just like to take a second to dispel a little myth about travel to Africa. Yeah. And that is the fact that people think that it, it's an expensive destination. Now... If I could give you an example of a 16-day tour that we're operating in Southern Africa, along with airfares from Sydney and airport taxes flying South African Airways, it comes in at under $4,000 per person. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I think I, I knew the rand has been pretty good there and we know that it's good value for money. Wine and food is reasonable and transport and all that sort of stuff. The other thing too we didn't mention, we talked about the Big Five, but a lot of people out there who haven't been there may not know what the Big Five are. Of course, sometimes we take this for granted, don't exactly. we? The Big Five were nominated or were named as such because they were the most dangerous to hunt in the olden days. Uh-huh. Now, are of we course, talking these animals? Days, yes, the animals. We are. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are. And, of course, these days people don't want to hunt them, but they certainly want to photograph them. Of course. And so the Big Five are your elephant, mm-hmm. buffalo, rhino, lion and leopard. Exactly. And we do want to see all those when we go, of course, and, and many more as well. So, most And generally, in most areas, you're not disappointed. I mean, I know when I first went, I must admit, I didn't get to see lion, which did disappoint me, but I saw cheetah and I saw just about everything else known to man and so many bird species I couldn't keep count. So, you know, it was just fantastic. But I must admit, I loved Victoria Falls too. I mean, I went after it had a lot of rain. It was thundering. It was absolutely magnificent. Well, you know, Victoria Falls is one of the original seven natural wonders of the world, and you can view it from both the Zambian and the Zimbabwe side. That's right. Because it divides both countries. And quite often we're asked, which is the better side? Mm -hmm. You know, that all comes down to the time of year, the length of stay, and the weather itself. Of course. Generally, 
a lot more to view from the Zimbabwe side. Mm -hmm. They were lucky when God created the falls. They gave them more on their side than they did on the Zambian side. <laughs> I think the same happens in South America with Iguazu Falls and Argentina and Brazil. There's always a, you know, they always have a fight between the two countries as to which is the best side to see the falls from. But Absolutely. Uh, but the nice thing is they have two options. Exactly. They certainly do. And moving from, even from there, like we've got Zambia, as you said, and Zimbabwe. We've got Botswana, which has got the Okavango Delta. You know, some wonderful national parks in there as well, lots of wetlands. And, and then you can move all the way up, as we were saying, you know, in, into Kenya and watch these migrations of wildebeests and see flocks of pink flamingos and go into Uganda and see gorillas. And Absolutely. There's the, East Africa, again, is a separate destination in itself with Kenya, Tanzania, Uganda, Rwanda. Yeah. Um, even Ethiopia as well has something to offer. Yes. Kenya, Tanzania... People think BBC, National Geographic, the wildebeest migration that follows a circular pattern all year where they're simply following the rains and following the good grasses. Mm -hmm. But if you're in Kenya between July and October, the wildebeest have to cross the Mara River and now that's what everybody sees on National Geographic. Ah, okay. Quite dramatic. You can have anywhere from 500 to 3,500 wildebeest crossing the river at one time. Wow, that's fantastic, isn't it? For sure. And then, of course, I always say to people, you're right there. Hop across to Uganda or Rwanda. Mm. The best experience I could ever recommend to anybody is to do wild gorilla trekking. I'd, I just think it would, be, it would blow my mind, I'm sure. It would just be unbelievable. To come face-to-face -face with one of these large primates is an experience that cannot re be repeated anywhere else in the world. No. simply amazing. And to think we're nearly eradicating the poor creatures. You know, everybody's doing their best to try and uh, curb the, uh, the yes. problems with the gorillas, so that's why I say to people, get there now exactly. in case... I know. That you miss out. And while you're in the area, you can go and do chimp trekking as well, which I oh. found quite fascinating because uh -huh. we only ever see chimpanzees in zoos. Yes, yes, not in so the wild, yes. This is it, and people need to remember that you will get a natural experience by visiting the continent. Of course, and then if they want, they've got sort of beach options. If you want that bit of relaxation, you could go to Zanzibar or Madagascar or even Mauritius, you know, if you wanted to do something a little different to tack on to one Choices of those. Choices are endless, and one of yeah. the beauties is the closest beach is uh, Mombasa, which is on the coast of Kenya. Right. So you don't even have to leave the mainland to get a beautiful white sand, blue water experience. And we say to people, yes, we have beautiful beaches here, but finish off your safari with a couple of nights relaxing on the beach just to catch your breath. No, that would be lovely too. And as you say, everyone's got an option here, so it's just a matter of deciding whether you're you know, a budget traveller, whether you're camping or pre-erected pre or whether you want budget lodges, luxury lodges. So the, the choices are endless. That's right, and that's what we try and do. We try and work with the traveller to find out what their requirements are and what best suits their needs to make sure that it is a trip of a lifetime. And that's what we want every holiday to be for all our customers. I know that, that's for sure. So, Wayne, I thank you so much for today for coming on board with us, and I hope listeners have uh, taken on board what you've said and tried to get a little bit of magic into their life about what Africa can offer them. And, um, yeah, that was great talking to you today. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Sally, the more people we can encourage to the continent, the better. So thanks for your time. No worries. Thanks again, Wayne, and Wayne. we'll talk soon. And that's Wayne Hamilton from Swagman Tours. So thank you, Sally Lucas, and we'll be talking travel again next week. Certainly. Next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM.